You're listening to the Real Estate Radio Hour, the show that brings you unfiltered stories and insight from the Twin Cities real estate world with your hosts, Chris Rooney, broker at REMAX Preferred, and Andy Presky, leader of the Preferred Home Team at REMAX Advantage Plus. Good morning. Good morning. Hey, speaking of, how is she? She's doing good. I'm actually leaving at one o'clock to go see her today, too. She was, I heard she was she's going to run for Senate this fall. For what? Down in Arizona. She's running for Senate in uh, Arizona. Yeah. She might have to get residency, but I guess maybe that doesn't <laughs> even matter anymore. <laughs> you, that might be a good thing to get first and then uh, let people know you live there. Yeah, the little uh, the little Brazilian boy here is going to be back in the United States come Saturday. We wow. might get a good we might get a good signal here, Andy, someday. We uh, are 20, 20, 26 hours flight. It'll be uh, it'll be a long long time. But I got to get tested for um, the the sickness because uh, you need you need it one day before the flight. And uh, I'm feeling pretty bad right now, so I might be stuck in Brazil. Actually, do they do they have at the drugstores? Do they have the uh, same day tests that you can take yourself? You do the rapid one, and you go to the pharmacy, and they shove yeah. it, and then they give you the results in 15 minutes. You you, you uh, might want to have that checked out before you uh, book your or get on your flight. Luckily, I got insurance. All oh, good, smart. How many, how many tests have you had, Nick, so far? COVID tests hundreds. or whatever. How many? Hundreds of them. You had to get tests. So, you, like every so are you one of those guys you don't even respond? Like they, they jam that thing up your nose and you just sit there going. No, you still feel it. You still feel it. Yeah. Oh, my God. Isn't weird. that the worst? I, when we were in Mexico uh, in Cancun, we had to test before we were coming home last year. And. I'm not kidding you. This woman, I think, thought you had to put it all the way to the end. So I, I swear to God, she had 14 inch thing jammed up my nose. I can feel it tickling the back of my neck, and I'm going, oh, 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 oh. and then she pulls it out fast. I'm like, hey, hurry. Why do you need to pull this thing out so fast? Just slow her down and uh, let's not injure the tourist. Yeah, I tell you. I get these I get these things sent from me now. People start sending me all these TikTok videos and I just all I do is think of you now, like on a TikTok for that's the perfect one for you again, Andy, is to have your COVID test done. But but is it? <laughs> all right, market shifting, baby, a little yes. um, from uh, the interest rates are rising. They I think they went up a heck of a lot faster than I thought they were going to go up. Well, you, you know think? the uh, they they started off, and you can talk to your local mortgage experts, but. The bond market tanked, and then there was, uh, you know, and then they're trying to recover this and that, and unemployment numbers weren't what they thought. And so, what's interesting is factors, and, and over the years we've talked about this, but we always kind of forget. Like, why would they put rates up? Well, there's a lot of factors that go into interest rates on mortgages, not not the Fed's rates. Sometimes the Fed will go up, and the mortgage rates don't. So, you know, mortgage rates are are in correlation with, but not directly related to. So. Sometimes you'll hear like on the news, oh, the Fed raised rates, another blah, blah, blah. And it doesn't necessarily affect you on your house payment. So that's kind of good news. So I would say, um, you know, pick pick a lender or two that you really um, trust and enjoy 
and and just ask them, you know, hey, where are we at right now today with, you know, 20% what rates? And, and you want to make sure that you're being consistent because there's new products all the time. Chris, you and I have talked about this again for years. We're also, they got the new, oh, this is only a eight and a half percent down and no mortgage insurance and your payments this. Well, you want to shop it consistently, but yeah, but it but it is true. So what happens is is rates start rising, and then what they'll do is they'll start coming up with different programs and having it fixed for so many years. And I mean, in the reality too, I think if you look back and look at everyone, how long they actually keep their mortgage, <laughs> it's not. I mean, I if it's past ten years, I, I'd be stunned. Things change. Yeah. Think people take cash out. People move. People refinance. So just being, you know, really kind of thinking about what it really means to you and what you're going to do. A lot of things, a lot of things change in ten years. And the, obviously, the the longer the risk the mortgage company has, the more return that they they most likely want to get. So if you can lower that risk from putting that time down, you can typically get a better interest rate. So. Well, and I and I know our boy here, uh, Nick. He likes the old conspiracy theories. Right? One of one of the uh, things that I always talked about is that you know all the big corporations that run these rental companies, they intentionally um, want rates to stay low because then you have to have stellar credit to get a mortgage. So what's interesting is as you go through the history of time, when rates start going up, it makes it more affordable for more people. So all of a sudden. You can have people that normally wouldn't qualify or the rates were unattractive. Now, as rates kind of go up a little bit, now the, the threshold for paying for the investors is, is bigger. So they'll take more risk when rates are, when there's a better return, right? So that's why you're seeing a lot of movement around in the marketplace right now too with, with the uh, different, um, um, so by rates going up, here's a weird thing, Chris, it'll bring us more buyers, which is not what we necessarily want, but Rates going up will make more people qualify. It'll take more people out of the apartment and make them, you know, like, oh my gosh, I can get more house than apartment. And, it, you know, they lock it for 30 years. And then at the end of the 30 years, I get to keep it for free. Um, there's a lot of people that are starting to really see that opportunity as the, I got to do this. Yeah. And I mean, in the end, we got to get more inventory. That's what we got to get. We need more inventory on the market to be able to kind of, correct what's happening and you know who knows i mean maybe this is maybe a start of it but it certainly hasn't changed i mean listings are are trickling on but they're not coming on in full force and that's usually because people aren't prepared for it i mean it is the middle of winter and they didn't take care of the things that they need to take care of they can't get the contractors in there to maximize their return and so that's what happens so they just slowly trickle on and or listings that probably aren't quite ready yet come on and what you got to understand from a seller standpoint it's great if there's nothing on but if you're not turnkey and have your house like not perfect but it needs to be turnkey you're not going to generate the excitement thus the multiple offers thus the higher price and you just have to realize that as well so you got to every everything you've got to do you still have to do it right and if you do it right you end up, your investment pays off. Well, you know, I think, and, and not to keep talking about the same subject, but this is really interesting math to me. Everybody at this point with low rates, the way as low as they've been, as long as they've been, everybody that has a mortgage right now is overqualified. 
or they put a lot of money down or they so when people say oh the housing market it's ready to crash i'm going based on you guessing you know because it's been good so long well here's the problem the buyers that are in there have more equity now than ever they have the lowest payments per uh house value ever so i mean the, the market is so secure it's, it's actually fort knox man it's like it's it's kind of a a weird spot and i don't mean to sound cocky because before but you know because there's other factors that can get thrown in there of course right that that world events that can happen or you know they announce that there's a uh, an r word happening and all of a sudden you know you, you know can throw things off but historically the owners that are in houses right now have more equity the lowest payments to their income and and most yeah, anyway it's just it's it's still okay i think so housing's good we just need like you said chris summarize we need more inventory so those of you sitting at home that have been thinking about it and whatever, let's get some guts. Let's, uh, you know, find a good agent, go find a house first, use that equity to secure the new property, house up for sale, take advantage of the higher sale prices, take that equity and move it where you want it to be working for you. Yeah. And the one thing that you, that kind of encapsulates everything you said is consumer confidence. And consumer confidence is really what drives everything. It really drives the housing market. So um, people feel decent about it. They're they're going to purchase, but I uh, they're still out there. So get your house on the For market. Sure. Oh, Desiree, so true. Uh, I th I think what's great is that um, you know people do get multiple offers and I mean you get a great deal they say what we only got ten offers I mean I thought we would get more I know like, we we need one we need one and we need someone to push them that's what you really need and uh, you know ultimately it's you get the people in the house your house has got to do the selling that's why it's so important yeah. to have someone that's gonna tell you that before it actually goes on i'll tell you the people that, well, and that not every house in the same category i mean there's only so many fish in each price point right so, so you're the 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 most you know uh expensive house or the only house on a lake in this community or whatever there may not be a line of people ready to buy that house there's people that want to buy it and they may not buy it the first day it goes for sale they might wait 10 days you know or whatever it is but it's like so that i remember chris when we used to talk about Oh my God, can you believe we're down to a 30 day market where houses, we list them and they're only on the market 30 days and they're gone. I mean, how are we supposed to have any inventory to sell Chris? And I mean, we were talking, I mean, there were times where I would list houses up and not Seago, and I would tell people it's a six to nine month selling cycle. So buckle down. You're going to get about three, four showings, maybe the first two weeks. And then it's going to be about one a month until we find a buyer. And, and that was even with doing at that time, state-of-the-art marketing and, and open houses. And it just, there's a saturation rate. And and, and anyway. Yeah. And so at, at those times, you used to, you had to be aggressive. If you priced it really good, obviously that, that time frame would move up. But if you were with the market, it was just a matter of time that it just filtered through and that eventually someone would buy it. But I remember my, my big uh, turning point was 21 days. When I used to say, you know, 21 days is kind of our, our big thing. If it lasts longer than 21 days, we're going to have to start thinking about, you know, maybe what our position was, but that was a great time. And then, then it became, 
you know, it would really be nice just to get this thing on the market to see if we could have other people come in and look at it versus, you know, a, a pre-market sale. So it's a fun, it's a, it's been interesting. And it, it's a constant, it's a constant change and you have to be on top of it. If you're not, you don't know what's happening because you got to remember what everyone else sees out there is lagging probably about two months. Mm -hmm. So from what we're seeing and we know, Hey, this is what's changing. This is what's happening. This is what these are going for. And a lot of people will use comps from six months ago that have sold. Well, that yeah. might not necessarily be the case. And so yeah. you have to know and be working it every day. Every day. Well, well, in today's market, Chris, you, do you want to use a comp from six months ago where people were going crazy and saying 50,000 over? That's not necessarily a real comp, you guys. So here, here's the reality. Let me let me be honest with everybody listening. The when you have 10 sales in a neighborhood and the last two sold for 50,000 cash over, most banks are going to look at that and go, okay, let's use one of those as a comp, but we're not going to use both. And it's market conditions that made that happen, right? Which is a free market. I get it. Don't, I, I don't argue with anybody about that. The market will bear what the market will bear. When you're looking at a financeable buyer that has to rely on a bank to finance a build or, or a buy, they're going to look at the, the last solds in the neighborhood and they're going to look at the trend and they're going to say, trends don't, they go like this. They don't go like this. Right. And then like, so they, they may necessarily, I think that what I'm saying is we may have some challenges with appraisals over the next couple of months. We've been fine up to this point, but you know, you always start getting into that where people honestly look at the guy that got lucky or the gal that got lucky. And then they're like, I want to do that too. And then they price it and they can't sell. And because nobody wanted it at six fifty, but everybody fought over it at five eighty nine. The it's best really way to think about a house is like a piggy bank. A piggy bank. It's a savings account. It's a savings account. So unlike buying a car, for example, where you pay for it and then you drive it until it wears out and it's worth nothing, a house actually works exactly the opposite. Once you live in your house for a bit, instead of it being worth less than what you bought it for, it's actually most likely worth more. That's why it's like a savings account because every payment that you pay down on the principal of the home, you recoup all that back with interest when you sell it. Wise man. This is um this is a Minneapolis realtor for Remax, a young kid. He's smart though. It, it's true. And I think that you know, most most Americans, you know, have have displayed they don't have the, the capacity to so you know, houses have become one of the best sources of savings accounts and building wealth that the average American will will have as a tool at their disposal. I mean it, it's it's the reality. Yeah, I mean that to me is that that little TikTok is 101. I mean, we've all been taught that mm -hmm. uh, from the beginning and uh you know that there's, you know, we could I could fight the opposite part is that you know, you got you got to make improvements as well and you got to keep that thing going. So his his car analogy, you still have to change the oil, you still have to change a furnace, you still have to rotate the tires. You still have to have new appliances. I mean, all of those things, and and they're astronomically more expensive in which to do that even now. But uh, I obviously home ownership is where people have created the most wealth. It's it's where you live. Um, you know that's that's important. You're going to pay for that that use of it. And I think that's a that's something that a lot of people forget about is that it's where you live. It's where you enjoy. It's what you do, and that that should cost you money. And I was always stuck in that whole, you know what? Oh, if we replace this, I better make this off of it. 
or if I add this, I better make this return on that. And as you get older, I think in, as you understand it, it's like, you know what? Everything doesn't have to be an investment. You can actually have a home and enjoy it. And I think that's what a lot of people are doing in it and enjoying. I did want to say something before we went to that other social media uh, react that what Andy was talking about, where the whole, hey, two houses in your neighborhood sold for craziness and it went up there. I had a great example of one that that happened. We listed a house at $399,000 and it ended up selling for 480,000, tons of people, whatever, multiple 30 some offers, all of that stuff. It went for 480. Well, that number um, kind of got out to other people in the neighborhood. And people are like, well, geez, I was going to list mine at, you know, 410, but I'm going to list it now at 475 because they got 480. The only way we got 480 is because we got all these people excited and someone went crazy and did it. And of course, 475, two weeks later, 450. You know, two weeks later, everyone started to question it. And I'll tell you what, in this market, buyers get resentful of sellers trying to take all their money away from them. And then all of a sudden it's like, well, what look at this clown, tried to get 475. Now keep in mind this whole time, ours hasn't closed yet. So nobody knows in the open market that what we got for it. And so it's it's really kind of interesting that, you know, you you have to think when you're selling, you have to think and Again, that's uh, that's our job. I'll tell you what, though, some of some of the the people that are out there don't care, and they're like, they got, then I don't want to sell, so don't even list my house then. And so there's enough agents out here in this Twin Cities market around twenty thousand that, uh, no kidding, that would go and actually say, hey, I'll take the listing. I got nothing else going on. I need some business, and they'll take an overpriced listing. So what's you know is is I find that. You know, even, you know, um, pricing a house that I'm not saying underprice it, but I say price it. So people go, oh, that's fair. You know, that beautiful house that I thought would go for $750, i am going to price it at $699. You'll never get $699. You're going to have everybody in town coming to look at that house because it's a fair price. So now you're going to have everybody. And then they see the traffic. The traffic drives human nature, right? So the competitive nature we have. And all of a sudden you start seeing offers coming in. And then if you're an agent that you know, slightly helps people decide that there's offers coming in. Like, hey guys, we're reviewing tonight at five o'clock, for an example. And then at five o'clock, you know, you have to get your offers into us. There's people that'll write an offer just because they want to get in on it because they think it's going to go away. And then here's another good deal we missed out on. So there is a ploy to hit your human psychology and actually get people hit what I call trigger points. Pricing is a trigger point. Competitiveness is a trigger point. Um, multiple people sitting in front of the house waiting for a showing trigger point. So those are triggers that all of a sudden people are like, let's go for it. And and then you get multiple offers. There is a hundred percent difference in agents that are out there right now, a million percent and apps don't do that stuff. So it's like, you know, in, in this kind of a marketing about Chris made you an extra 50,000 because he knows how to do that stuff. So, or any other, you know, there's other agents that know that secret too, but, um, but Chris is the best. Yeah, right. I'm begging, begging you to put your loving hand out, baby. I'm hooked on the, the, the riff. Nice. Yeah, that's, that is super cool, but he, he always jumps in right when I'm going to start speaking. And uh, so I want to I wanna go back to your comment again, and then we'll go look at that pool cover. But 
The one thing that people don't realize is there's buyers out there that you don't know their circumstances. They might have lost three, four houses. They have to close by this time. All of a sudden, your 699 comes on the market. They can go up to 800, and they're like, you know what? I'm not taking the chance. This is going to happen. I'm going to make this house mine. And that's when it, boom, then it shoots up. And that's the thing that you don't know, but you're giving those people that now they're determining the value. You didn't determine it for them. You set the kind of parameters where you're kind of at, but it's like to them, it might be, gosh, that one's 775 all day long. These guys are crazy. They underpriced us so bad. Everyone's so stupid. I'm going to grab this because I know it's worth it. I could have, I would have paid 825 for it. And now they pay more than they should have. And, uh, that's how it works. So can you play that other video again? I'm begging, begging you to put your loving hand out, baby. I'm that is kick-ass. I don't care what you say. I was dying to comment on that. I love it. Yeah. What a great one. Have, have you guys seen the ones where the pools, like, come up from the bottom and the water goes underneath it and then it just creates a cover? And the whole pool is like a flat deck. Oh, yeah, those are awesome. I saw that in Vegas with that O show, the Cirque du Soleil O. They had that where there was a mesh or like a, a thing that would come up from the bottom of the pool. Then the people would run across the water, and you're like, oh, my God, how are they doing that? Right. Same concept. And that's the, the same exact thing. And I've seen it. Uh, I've never seen it in Minnesota. But I've seen videos of it where this pool actually there's a cover underneath and it just leaks the water through it, comes up and clears it off. It's like it's the cover and it turns it into a deck. I'm sure it's quite spendy. Well, talk about, you know, if you have a tight space or, you know, you're in an, kind of a fun, you know, smaller city environment, right, where you have a limited backyard. What a great way to utilize and have multiple purposes. Right. It's a pool one day, it's a dance floor the next, or the next. And well, and then that's a big thing with pools is safety and young kids. You know, you don't obviously you don't want your kids drowning. I mean, that's why those the, the covers now are can handle a human walking over them and for ease of use. You just cover it up and you don't have to worry about it. And that also, at least on acreage, it solves the the need for a fence as well. In the city, you still, I don't know of a county or a city that allows uh, a pool in the city not to have a fence. But mm -hmm. if you're an acreage, you can have, uh, you know, a pool cover, auto pool cover, and that uh, suffices the fence and safety hazard of it. Do you, do you remember uh, in uh, Burnsville, they used to have that suites? Do you remember where they had all the themed rooms in the hotel? They'd have like the... The, yeah. the, yes, the moon room yeah. and the, the and honey the fantasy room. Suites. Fantasy suites, yeah. And they had that in that room. And we we were kids, we were so dumb. We're like, mom and dad, we want to have our birthdays there. Gross. Um, but so we'd have these birthday parties out there because we thought it was so cool that you could get like a, a spaceship room or whatever. And then so we thought we were so smart talking about pools, and they had an indoor pool, and then they had glass, and then you could swim under the glass and go outside. And, oh, it's snowing on my head, right? It's so cool. So we thought we were smart the one night. They closed the pool, and we literally were like, hey, let's go swimming. We'll jump out the window of our hotel room. We'll go to the ground level, and we'll walk down in, and we're going to jump into the pool, and then we'll we'll go under the glass, and we'll go into the pool room, and we can swim. So here we go. We jump into the pool, go to go under the glass, and boom. <laughs> they, 
they had a clear piece of plastic that they slid down so you couldn't swim in. Oh my god, I don't know why. They want to keep the whole outside. Oh, and everybody's like, "You dipstick," you know. Oh my god, it was awesome. That was cool. Really cool. Those are the things that I'll tell you that really capture it. So I don't know. I think I think Nick is secretly trying to get you to do this, Andy. He keeps showing these I, videos. Uh, he knows I can't I, do it. So well, you know, even like that, the guy's not clever. He's just super creative. And what a great way to show the transition slow do it. That's really cool. And I'll tell you what, I think when you see that, and if it's a realtor that's doing that, you know they're going to be very creative in selling your house. And that's how you get the mm -hmm. phone ring to ring is because of looking outside the box uh, like they're doing. So. Mm -hmm. That pool's too cool for me. Yeah, what do you think something like that would cost? Can you see me and my big brother in that pool? Totally. Boof. <laughs> oh, $180,000? I don't know. Yeah, all the – I just saw one in – I was driving around and I saw one in Lakeville that uh, these people were doing this unbelievable pool with a hot tub next to it. And then they were started on the fence and it was all like – a a stone and brick fence that matched the exterior of their house the whole way around it. I mean, it was, wow. I mean, it's just crazy. Uh, I mean, that's that cool. Had, that had to be 500 to $700,000 uh, pool system there. That was embarrassing. I really hope you're embarrassed. Well, I'll tell you what, there's a lot of realtors out there that don't even know how to open some of the lockboxes. I think it's kind of interesting. That's why I always tell beginning realtors, get your butt out there and preview houses. It's not only to know what the heck's on the market, but it's to feel comfortable showing a house. Because I'll tell you yeah. what, that is embarrassing when you can't open the lockbox. And then sometimes they don't work. And here's a little point to a, a listing agent and or a seller, because ultimately it falls on you, seller. If you don't, you got to have an extra key hiding somewhere or an mm -hmm. alternative way in which to be able to get into the house because garage fail sometimes. Yep. Garage codes are nice. The other thing I was going to say is that, you know, so auction lock boxes are left. They're not hooked to the door. They're actually left like either screwed to the house or they're laying on the ground. And just a quick tip, flip it upside down, guys, because 99% of the time this time of the year, it's a little bit of water that got in there when you put it inside because you thought you'd want to keep it warm while you're doing the showing. And then now it got hot. Now it's and it gets freezes shut. It's usually the real to themselves. So I say keep the lockbox outside. When you're done, you flip it upside down so that it doesn't have any water that melts into it or keep it in a dry spot. And then remember this, if it's an old school push button or, or you know, whatever, take it and hit it. It's okay to hit a lockbox on the ground. Sometimes tap, tap, tap or take it into your truck or your car and put it on the heat vent for literally a minute and a half and, and just you know, warm it up. And all of a sudden it works weird. So that that's like real estate one-on-one. If you 
you can't open a lockbox and you call the agent. Come on. I don't. I don't. I don't think that's real estate one hundred and one. Actually, I think that's almost three hundred and one. It's kind of some oh. of the stuff that you're talking about from the standpoint of, you know, you've been in it many years and you've seen different weather. And you've showed at different times. I remember there was a time where we had just horrible weather and there was freezing rain that was coming and hitting. And I remember when you know those lock defreezer things that you'd spray yeah. the thing. Yeah. I mean, it was like we had to bring those along when we were showing houses because you yep. couldn't get into them. But I think it's really experience that you start getting that. And hopefully that's what this show kind of helps with. Cause I know we get a lot of industry people that are doing this, but the only way you find out is getting out there doing it. And I think with computers now, people are, are really complacent and just look on the internet and find a house and, Oh, that looks nice. And, Oh, that doesn't work. This does that's not a good house. And they don't get out and see them. And I'll tell you what, it's totally different when you see them. I agree. First impression is always online and you've got to capture them there because sometimes you lose them, but you got to get out and see these houses. True. Have you ever wondered in real estate videos how the doors magically always open? I really don't understand how this is going to help me sell more houses this year, but I hope you're right. I've done that. <laughs> that do you see what he said? He said, I don't know how this is going to help me sell more houses, but I'm doing it. I thought that was a good clip for you, Andy. No, that's that's totally me. Oh, my goodness. Uh, have, have you done those, Andy? I mean, it's funny because that's exactly what – I that I've done for photographers like, Hey, we want to get that, that open look. And, you know, sometimes you hide around the corner and just push it with your hand and, and they do it. But uh, it's funny how uh, you get those clips. You know, I have the, I have the class I've done it where I try to do things, you know, that are out on job sites or I'll do, you know, Hey, there's a new listing behind me, but you have to be careful now. So it's like, I'm like, and, and nobody wants to see my dumb fat face. So I'm like, why, why do they want to see me? Hey guys, this is Andy, just walking around the house, uh, just want you to get as close to my face as you can, so, come on, they, they want to see the house, they want to see the cabinets, they don't want to see my dumb face, right? Oh, I think you'd be surprised, I think they'd love to see that. We get some chubby <laughs> chaser following me around online? <laughs> I wanted y'all to know that as of yesterday, January 9th. Senator William F. Hargitay IV has been liquidating his real estate stocks. He recently sold his entire position in Renaissance Holdings, worth over half a million dollars. They're a property management company that he used to be a board member of. In addition to this, he just sold a quarter million dollars worth of Ryman Hospitality, a similar property company. Here's the catch. He's not alone in lawmakers selling the real estate positions. Some examples include Senator Carper with Alexandria Real Estate and Corsite Realty, Congressman Langevin with Zilla, and Tommy Tuberville with Wayhauser Company. Is this just some profit taking or is it something else that we don't know? I'll leave that up for you to decide. As usual, link in bio for the full list and thanks for watching. Boy, that music got me nervous. I didn't know what he was talking about at first. Is that the is that the Nick conspiracy <laughs> thing here? Yeah. Think we're seeing that, so, that, that's right up Nick's alley. There there was well, a you um, know what I, there was an account that was uh following Nancy Pelosi's trades. And he made like $500,000 and then he had like 200,000 followers on uh, Twitter, just following all of Nancy Pelosi's trades. And then they banned his account. Well, it's wow. not illegal. I think it's, it's, what is it? Congress people and senators. 
can do insider trading illegally and not, and they don't get penalized for it. So, uh, which is so weird. They get to break the rules before they, they um, you know, and that, that, that has always been a, a, one of those scratch your head kind of deals, but maybe that, I don't know. I'm not a politician, but um, I'll tell you what though. So when you see people in holding companies like Zillow and whatever, selling some of their stock, they, they may be options. They may have, you know, they're, they're diversifying their portfolios. Um, I'm sure in medical device companies this week, you saw a lot of CEOs also selling their stocks. A lot of it is the market's cranking and there's a lot of value there and they, they're just changing their positions. So they're, you know, now they had a half a million dollars. Now it's worth a million dollars. And, and I think there's also, as rates go up, this is what I was talking about earlier in the show. All of his companies that that guy was selling were rental management companies, which may suffer in the near future because if everybody becomes homeowners or shifts out of as rates go up, more people qualify, they get out of those apartments, you may have more vacancies. And so they may not be as profitable as rates go up in the future. I think the one scary thing about what that video just showed us is it's probably there's so there's a lot of truth to it. But I think the good thing is in America is nobody really watches and, and looks out for it. I mean, there's some people that are going to make money on it. And just like the guy followed Nancy Pelosi stuff. But most people are mindless and don't even figure it out and are just don't want to know, really. And and thank goodness for that or else the market could get destroyed and crashed and everything else that comes with it. Mm -hmm. All right, we're going to go into our main segment of the day, a full-on assault on this property. So first, we're going to we're gonna market it. Uh, let me share my screen. A home in Plymouth. Dun, 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 dun. Ooh, that's pretty. Zillow. All right, so, oh, my bad. Okay, let's. Uh, we're gonna market this baby first, correct? Yep, we're gonna market it. Then we're gonna be a seller's agent and a buyer's agent. Okay, so marketing it from a from a seller's agent point of view, right? All right, so it's obviously it's coming soon. Um, in uh, in Maple Grove, let's uh, let's move that down. Are we? That's air. Or Andy, that's in Wyzetta Schools. I, at that price, it better be. Yeah, that's in Way. Yeah, that's Wyzetta yeah. Schools. Yeah, yeah. That, that's in Wyzetta. So um, obviously, that's that's going to make a big difference. Can you show mm -hmm. how many pictures do we got here? It's a coming soon, so sometimes you don't get a million of them. Right, or it's their last model. Well, this one was built. What is it? Two, what is the build on this one? We got to get some stats, baby. Uh, 4,800 square feet, five bedroom, five bath. Uh, Wyzetta schools. Oh, 20, there it is, 2019. Okay, so so it's a, it's a newer house, but uh, not new, which I think is a, a benefit uh, to be able to get probably a better price. And I don't know, after we look at this, you know, 1.1. For 4,800 uh, square feet, depending on what kind of finish it is, is finishes it is, they might be pushing it uh, because of that. Uh, because new construction would probably be 1.2 or a million 250. 
uh, at this time. It could be even more than that. So I was going to say, I would, uh, I, when we were building new in 2019, I was building houses in Plymouth. And I built a house 300 finished square feet with a sport court, all three levels finished. And we sold for $8.95. Um, so this house, they probably bought it for nine nine fifty, I would guess. Um, but we're supposed to be selling it. So what's nice is everything's still new and under warranty. Um, look at the beautiful front. They've got the, you know, probably 10-12 or 12-12 pitched roofs, which is very expensive upgrade on most homes. Um, you know, they have some uh, nice accents on the house. Nice front porch. Um, Christmas lights are free, I guess. Sorry, that's not, that's negative. I want to be positive. Um, the, uh, yeah. No. You know, but what that does do, Andy, you're right. I mean, and that's probably another part of the segment is that obviously it's, it's could be holiday lights, but if it's Christmas lights, I mean, what it does, it'll date your listing is what he's saying. And all of a sudden my perception is this has been on for a while. It's just like the, the home that's got grass on the photos and it's in the winter. You, you can't do that. Mm -hmm or winter photos that when you have grass on the ground, you got to really kind of be to what your, your uh, time of the year is. Can we see, can we see the pictures? I want to see them all so that I can talk smart. Standard finishes. I mean, nice, but standard. Let me know when you want to um, go to the next one. Just keep going through them. Just go through them quick. It's pretty easy. Just get a feel for it. That, that, I, I got to be honest with you. Right now, I, I'm not seeing 1.1 1 .1 on that one. But... Nice bathroom. Yeah. Big vanities, nice drawer stacks. Cool shower. I like that. Yeah. yeah. Sport cart. There you go. Sport cart. I wouldn't even, I don't even know if I call those. Okay. And then yeah, a pond. I don't even know. I don't even know if you call those a sport court anymore. It's kind it's of almost gym. like, a, it's not even, I mean, you can shoot free throws and that's it. I mean, there's no three pointers. There's no nothing. I mean, we're just talking a. it's an extra, it's really a workout room. It doesn't take you a whole bunch more to make that like official pickleball court sized. And uh, for the extra ten grand, you, your builder charges you to do it. I think it's worth it to make them a little bigger and make a rectangle so you can badminton, tennis, um, pickleball, whatever you want to play. In. Um, okay. I think, I think here too, Andy. I think what someone's done is they're they're trying to um, get on the market without like it's not quite ready yet and they had some spots that they were able to take some photos of it's like they did them with their own camera and um that sometimes doesn't help you <laughs> to do that well they sometimes. don't have an agent you don't have an agent listed on there do they yeah there's your estimate there's the andy prasky real value um let's see the the, the history yeah it's it's a coming soon listing oh, now there there you go oh wow they paid 794 okay 794 not even two years ago yeah listed at 1.1 million yep okay that's that's uh interesting like price Lot yeah, I, don't, I was gonna 15. say they're not gonna get that but see that's the thing here is you can't you can't get, people will look at that and then they'll look at this estimate 
and then they'll start thinking, okay, maybe this is pushing it too much. Um, did this, uh, can, do we have a map? I think I saw some townhouses behind it. I know there's a pond, but I saw some townhouses um, behind it. Yep. Yeah, there's a that's a road so that's a that's a road right there um all right so what road are we on i mean if that makes a difference or not i'm guessing that's the old rockford where's the go to the map nick uh you're not going to get it there there's there's a map to the there should be a map on the right one side. second i'm going to get it back up you guys keep talking yeah. So what well, I find I, interesting is, like, if it's a coming soon, though, too, what I don't quite understand is how long has it been on coming soon? Uh, even though the ML, the uh, Zillow will let you do it, you know, agents aren't supposed to be doing that for more than, what is it, a day? Coming soon up to 21 days. 21 days. Oh, but there's no showings. That's right. You're right. I was thinking of the... Uh, withhold. You're saying withhold. That's a new rule withhold. that we have. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A, it used to be where we could withhold it from the MLS and we could yep. do it forever as long as the seller was aware of it. And then the MLS yep. stopped that and they brought this coming soon listing. So people could say, hey, it's coming. There's people that you can purchase a home on coming soon. Like, so I, Andy could have a buyer and say, you know what? I love that area. Those pictures look good. I'll buy it. But he, they can't go see it. And so he can right. buy it right unseen, uh, which was happening Quite a bit. So, okay. Oh, there we go. 47. That's Vicksburg, isn't it? It's 47. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, that's a that's a busy road, but it does have that pond in back. And it looks like this is off the road. Um, so, it's not like back and right to it. People will give yeah. that kind of uh, both sides. You know, they'll say... Well, hey, it backs up to a road. So on the bad side, they're going to say, well, it backs up to a road. On the good side, they're going to say, well, you got to walk out lot to a pond in a, in a great Maple Maple Grove, Plymouth uh, location in Wyzetta schools. And so people do um, justify that part of it. So, um, but yeah, 1.1, 1 .1, uh, you know, just from knowing what we, we know, but um, how do we... Yeah, it's too much. I mean, to to do that, and it might be one of those things. Hopefully, who knows? They'll probably get it. But um, what do you think would be a maybe a more strategic price point on that, Andy? Eight ninety nine. Eight ninety nine. Eight ninety nine, and it would sell for probably a million. Because they're not. Gonna, I don't think they'll get their one point one. This, I think, is a perfect example of where the consumer is telling the real estate agent what to list the house for, because that's what they want, and they're telling that agent. If I don't get this, I'm not going to sell. And you know what I mean? Or this is what I really want. See if you can go get it. And I'm not I, I'm not making fun of anybody. I'm just saying this is a situation of where, to me, without even digging into this, I'm telling you, I, I'm out there every day looking at stuff and pricing stuff. And I, my gut was you're way overpriced. And so when agents like me and Chris say that stuff, you, you're – anyway. I don't know. And I think, too, Andy, I mean, if – if you look at this situation at in February, their two years is up. We have a, a thing called tax laws that uh, allow that if you've lived in a house and you've owned it and lived in it for two years, you can make that money tax free. And this might be one of those things, just taking advantage of, you know what? 
who knows if someone wants to grab it, they can grab it. I'm going to get tax free and maybe I'm going to move off to somewhere else. And, and, that, and that's happening. You know, sometimes that by people doing that, that also helps your sale uh, to do that. So if you live by them, you know, you could probably price yours right and maybe even get a little more. And, uh, but, and again, we, have, we don't see enough of this house to know. Um, so let's be honest. Let's just not good trying to get the listing. Okay. So now, um, the, uh, I look at this house and say, it's not nice enough to get a million Pete, when you get in that million dollar price range, they don't want the chalky painted cabinets that are not decent though that this is right on the verge. I was looking at some of the options that we're going through. There was cool features, but then you get into that million dollar plus price range. They don't want just white cabinets. They want white painted maple cabinets that are, you know, full overlay European hinges. I mean, you get into that price point, people expect more. Or they want a pool, they want a, you know, with the, the score court. Because a lot of that square footage, not to burst anybody's bubble, this is a 3,900 square foot house as a two-story without the score court. And and 3,900 square foot two-stories right now, base price for most houses in that range are about 500,000 plus lot. So, I don't know. Hey, so let's say this is your client, though, and they make the rules about what they want to price it at. How are we going to defend it? That's what we need to do. We need to defend it and try to get this puppy sold. I'm going to say we got a, a, a beautiful walkout two-story on, on a pond lot in YZ, school district. Um, don't No hassle, no worries, no waiting on new construction. You're in a great location. Uh, and then I would deck that thing out the best I possibly could. Uh, and then see what the market's going to bring you, but maybe react pretty quick on this one to be able uh, you to know, get and, and I agree. If they, if they, they you know, and, and just because it says coming soon, one point doesn't mean that they're going to list it at that. Um, they might be seeing if they get any interest in it at that price. I, I've had other clients of mine do that too. And I'm like, hey, listen, if we get through the coming soon period and nobody responds to it, and it's just on deaf ears, let, let's list at more aggressively. On the other hand, I agree with you. There's a million things that this house is an easy sale in, the, in my eyes because of the school district. It's a new house. Like you said, there's all the amenities, but they're pricing it into a pricing category that I, I would literally, um, you know, I, I don't know. I, I don't want to say a pass on the listing, but here I always say, I always give these out. If you're going to gamble, here's a Remax gambling chip. Take it to Vegas and get money i i just don't i don't see it happening i just i got my job is to be realistic you know you don't want you don't want to pay a doctor that tells you what you want to hear you want to pay a doctor that's going to give you good advice and actually guide you and make you healthy and and even if it's not what you want to hear sometimes I, unfortunately to a fault that's my job and 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 i will tell you that that house is a 850 950 and and if we can get more and we want to try it but I still, like I said, baby, I got some, I got some chips for you if you need them. If you want to gamble, that's our job to give them the information so they can make a decision. But I think yeah. you also have to remember the the backlash of it if it doesn't sell and you just try it. Later on, when it comes back on the market, people are going to look at the history and say, "Well, why did that sell last time?" And then they start making it's it's not about that you priced it too high at the time. It's because it backs up to that road and your right. dogs and kitties get killed because there's people going 900 miles an hour on a road yep. and they come up with the craziest things. And then all of a sudden that pond, that pond uh, floods and it's a mosquito heaven versus a nice solitude. Look at, you can go skating now. 
you you are so on the money, and that that's exactly what happens. The little things that are normal get amplified because they're like they're trying to figure out what's wrong with it. It becomes like a diagnostics, like why didn't it sell? What's wrong with it? You know, and then they start critiquing the heck out of everything versus saying, "Wow, that's a lot of house for the money." Who cares if there's the occasional car driving by in the backyard? You know, we got the in the winter, which is a really neat feature, by the way, like you said, Chris. So if you have hockey parents, you, you show that aerial of that pond behind the house, and then you've got the indoor um, gym. Um, you're going to find families that are active families that will love that house. But at 1.1 million, I don't know. I, I'm sorry. I don't mean to be. I, just, I think that's a little ahead of the market. Let's switch to the, the buyer's agent and negotiate this, this bad boy down. Let's go after it. I, I think uh, I think that's what we've kind of been doing the whole time is kind of giving it on yeah. both sides. But I was going to say something too about you, Andy, is that the one thing here is there, there's a way in which to be able to say it. The kids, the kids have a lot to do with these decisions nowadays. They just really do. You have to kind of talk them into moving and getting away from their friends. And all of a sudden they're playing hockey on a pond and they have a sport court. And you set up a goalie net there. They're playing it all year long around. So I, um, I agree with you, Chris. I think there's a cool way to do that too with staging, where you know, like intentionally knowing that kids are going to be playing in that sport court, and then you put a basket of Gatorades down there, and you put some you know fun fruit whatever snacks, and the kids are like, remember that house where they had the Gatorades? And you remember the and now granted you want to use the the white Gatorade, the frost or whatever they're called, so they don't spill and, and stain, but on the other hand, you're you're correct. Families, experiences, lifestyle, sells houses. That has so much to offer for lifestyle, especially in the winter with that big pond behind them. You know, just like with me, you look behind me here in my my backyard. Where am I? My back. We we got the same thing where the kids are out there skating every night and you know and and playing and playing on the snow fort we've got out there and kind of fun. Andy, here's another thing. Other than in Wyzetta School District. I just pulled it up on the MLS. NYZ School District, uh, over 800000 Anything that's not new, brand new, or a spec home or to be built, which there's plenty of those. There's there's only, let me see, uh, this this coming soon, six, seven active listings. Seven active listings, over 800000 and I And I bet you any money, that's what they're trying to do, is jump into a, to an area that is one of those, Hey, if you want to grab something now, yeah, this is how you do it. Yeah. So, so that's from, so, but from a buyer standpoint or buyer's agent, I've got to come in and try to justify, you know, why we're going that ultimately, you know, it's whether what a seller's willing to sell for it, what a buyer's willing to pay for it. And this is just where we're at. So it's not like it's a, it's a fight. <laughs> you, you can't fight it. You can just, just say, this is the reason why. And this is why we're going for it. If it doesn't work for you, it doesn't work for you. But I, you I see a lot of cash buyers though, Chris. But I see a lot of cash buyers in that five to seven hundred at most. I don't see them in the one point. And then if they get the one point one, they want to be on a lake, they want to have acreage, they want to have, you know, a six car garage. They it's amazing how much more you can get once you hit that million dollar range. Because think about if you took that exact same house that's right there right now. If you add a hundred grand more in options. You could have a tuck under three-car garage. So now you have a six-car garage. 
You could have a four-season porch. You could have had, you know, the premium lot instead of the lot that looks at the power lines and the, the townhouses. You with just a hundred grand. Now I'm saying they're two hundred thousand dollars overpriced. So it's like to me, I just think they're, you know, I don't know. I think they're a little Sorry. closer than. I think they're a little closer than what you think. Okay. But I don't. I haven't seen it. We don't see all the pictures. I mean, so it's it's kind of a it's kind of a tough one in which to do. So it's the the market's weird. That's that's why I say it's so hard to say it because the market is so different that all of a sudden you're like, what? How how could we ever have gotten that? And then right. we're doing a I'm doing a market analysis right now on a property. And all I do is I keep going back and I said, well, gosh, I got 475 for that one. But that was just a different, it was a weird, a lady had lost a bunch of different uh, homes and she had a different program that she was doing. And all of a sudden we ended up getting it. And I, you just, it's that anomaly like Andy's talking about. You can't really justify that. That's just, that's just out of here. Now, if I wouldn't have sold it, I wouldn't have known any different. And I would think it's, oh, that's 475. This one's 550. In reality, I think I'm still under 500,000 on this one. So. It's interesting. Hey, would you um, be open to that strategy you were just talking about how there's not much available and they're almost lived in there for two years and they're going to see if someone will take it for 1.1? Would you be open to do that as an agent to list that or would you not want to take that deal? I just did it on a, I just did it on a, uh, a listing off market and I had the own buyer and I sold it. And I told and I told the buyer the same thing. You know what? You're paying, you're paying 50,000 more than it's worth for sure but you're 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 paying for them not to go on the market and that you've got a place in which to go and that people make yeah, those decisions 000, so i'd offer i'd offer 900 on that place which one the last one yeah no i just i gotta be honest with you i've been in that market selling new construction and it is so cutthroat and it is so like unbelievably competitive with the new builders that are out there the the houses and they're they're building inventory pretty fast. Um, it it is a tough market, man. It is. I've been there. I we left Plymouth because it was so competitive. I mean, to the point of where it wasn't even fun. When we when we had a model home there, within one mile of our model home, there was sixty five other houses within hundred thousand dollars of each side of that price that was in new builds for sale. Sixty five. I put a I put a watch on that listed, so we'll 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 check back with you see what happened, Lana. Good idea. Cool. Amazing. Awesome. Well, next week, um, me and Chris will be in person. That should be fun. Interesting. Back in the States. Uh, make sure to leave us a review. Give us likes. Give us hearts. Uh, watch our three digestible clips we post every week on Facebook. You guys have a wonderful uh, weekend, and hopefully I'll get back to America safe and sound. Test negative. Yeah, safe travels, Nick, bud. Ciao. Ciao. Thanks for joining us this week on the Real Estate Radio Hour. Don't forget to visit our website, realestateradiohour.com, where you can subscribe to the show on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, or your preferred podcast listening app. If you enjoyed today's episode, we'd appreciate a rating on iTunes or sharing us with a friend. Until next time, stay awesome, Twin Cities.